Okay, good evening. So, um, she started last week about Amuna, about faith, and as I mentioned, it's a little bit more cerebral. Um, when I mean cerebral, it's more intellectual, a little bit less musary, but it's very important. Uh, and as we come closer to Shuas, which is Kabbalah's HaTairah, acceptance of the Torah, I think it's important that we all have all our ducks uh, in order, everything uh, online as far as what our core beliefs are. Last week, we ended up talking about actually when we say amen, understanding what that means. It says in Perki Avos, we actually read this this past Shabbos, Rabbi Eliezer Oymed, Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, have a shocked Lilma Torah, person should be very diligent to study Torah, and you should know what the correct answer is to answer a heretic, a kaifer, somebody who denies the Creator, denies Torah. You should have all of the answers for that person. The, the mission of us in, in ethics of us continues. Know in front of who you toil. Know that the, what the reward is for a person who does their job correctly in this world. Rabbi Lezer ben Arach, this Rabbi Lezer, is the same person that says, that the best path in life, there's a question, who is the greatest Torah sage in the generation of the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash, he, he was the head of the Sanhedrin, he asked his students, what's the best trait to have? And Rabbi Lazim and Aruch said, a lev tov. How do you get this? How you'd be able to cling to God, connect to God, which is really the f- purpose that we're in this world, that, that Moshe Khan Lutzata brings down in his Derech uh, Hashem. We were learning Mesil Sashar, the path of Hashem. There's, he has a word called Derech Hashem, um, which Rabbi Becker, Moshe, Moshe Becker, put out was uh, the ultimate plan, a very good English version with a good introduction, I believe, to that book. Um, you ever see the book, The Ultimate Plan? You read it? Did you read it? Yeah. All right. So it's a very important book. So the Ramchal says, which he says also in the Path of Just, the purpose of life is to cling to God. While we're, why we are in this room of the people listening to this, people uh, listening to this, uh, it's really to cling to Hakadosh Baruch It's to cling to God. You, which means not mean cling. We're not like a sticker. <laughs> it means to be connected, to be deeply connected uh, to Hashem. So we're, 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 in other words, what 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 is saying that a good heart is how you connect to Hashem. And now, with the other Mishnah is explaining how you connect Hashem. He's, exp- he's putting in front of us How do we get to a good heart? We all know that for certainly for a, 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 a boy, but even for a lady, you need to know Torah. Uh, you need to understand what you're doing in this world. But what do, why do you need to answer a heretic? Why do you need to be able to answer a koifer? Why is that so important? You need a good heart? To have a good heart and to cling to God, you need to be able to answer a heretic? You understand what Rabbi Lazar Menach is saying. Rabbi Lazar Oymer, he's not saying to answer a heretic. You shouldn't go to a person, a heretic, and say, let's get into a conversation. Now, I do that all the time, by the way, just for the record. But I do that because I want to fix, fix them up. You know what? Most of them don't want to get into a conversation. You start challenging them, they don't want to be challenged. Hey, bring it on. Let's see. You tell me you think, I'll tell you what I think. Let's see who's right. I'm very happy. You send me all Jewish heretics. I'm very happy to sit down with them. Right. But why? Because I'm, I'm not just doing it for casual fun. Really, I believe, you know, you have to spread Torah. But just to get into a conversation with a heretic... Go to, 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 you know, in the days of old in Ukraine, in Odessa, there was, there was this capital of Haskalah uh, to go 
and meet with uh, uh, Richard Dawkins. You know Richard Dawkins is? He's, uh, I think he's a chemistry professor in Oxford, real big heretic. Uh, not Jewish. Pick your favorite, favorite person, um, you know, who denies Torah, denies God. So that's you're doing your casual time. It's not to go to them. It's not to get these casual conversations. Kavanazu, he You need to have a clarity. You need to. You need to be able to answer them. You have to have the answers to the questions. Uh, you have to be so clear and so strong in your clarity of vision and in faith. Even all of the winds of life, all of the tra- travails, all of the challenges, all of the emotional, spiritual, intellectual challenges, they come your way. You have to have strong roots. And the way you have strong roots is you can answer the questions. You know what life is about. You know why you're in this world. You know why there's a Hashem in this world. You can answer the core questions. And if you, if you, if you have the answers, forget even answering the people. And obviously, if you want to do outreach, you want to strengthen people, you want to help people, you need to have these answers. But for yourself, you know, I once heard a very prominent person many years ago when I was, I don't think I was even, maybe I was 18, maybe I was 18, I was in yeshiva my first round, and there's Rabbi Mati Berger, he's, a, he's uh, until, yeah, this, 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 I heard at, at least, at least 25 years ago, it may even be more, uh, he, he, he's, he's been one of Aisha Torah's top lecturers for, for many years, decades, so he said, when you do Kirov, you're the biggest beneficiary because you're forcing yourself to answer questions, right? You need to be able to answer other people. So forget the other people, which is important if you want to do outreach or to spread the, spread the wealth. But for yourself, you need, if you want to be strong in your faith, you need to have the answers. And if you have this clarity, if you can answer anybody, if you have the clarity and the answers, and you, then you will have a lev tov. How does this work? What's important, to, first of all, to start, he says, it's not, we're not obligated to be philosophers, to be timeless philosophers, you know, to understand all of philosophical, philosoph- what, would God, what was God doing before the world? Like, all these stupid questions. Like, could God pick up a rock, that he, could God create a rock that he can't pick up? Like, uh, you know... Or, or more intelligently, um, I mean, there are some parts of those questions that are intelligent. My, my point is, is if that's what you're thinking about all day, I, there's no real be- practical benefit to that. But, but what is important is, uh, if you come out to philosophy, just to philosophically, you don't even have to be that smart. Just, uh, just a good intelligence we can for sure prove there's a God in the world. With three things. If you are honest and intellectual, you can prove three things. There's a creator of the world. He gave us the Torah. And a belief in the world to come. And the Mashiach. Right? Those are the three. There, there are 13 principles of faith, but those are the three of the big ones. God created the world. Should I ask, do you want to prove it to me now before we go on further? Should I ask it? Should I call you out? No, I'm just joking. Right. Uh, to, uh, the, the God gave a Torah, God created the world, and God, uh, redemption. Uh? Torah. The Torah redemption. redemption. I'm not going to give a list of different ways. Like, I'm going to give an example. I, I, when I gave my history series, uh, um, which is still probably on my online, which gets the most hits, Ad Hayom, it gets hit like crazy, and especially on the new website. It's like, I can see when it's downloaded, it gets downloaded a lot. Um, but my point was, and I said this then, I, for me, it, I, 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 I think you have to be a blind bat 
not to look at Jewish history and not see God. And not just not just see God, not see the divine providence in this world and how everything about the Jews is just, it, it doesn't follow natural law. The fact that you ladies are in this room, you know, coming from the Soviet Union or, or Iran or for wherever, from wherever, I mean, it's a miracle. It's partially a miracle. It doesn't fit. So it could be Jewish history. Some people, it's going to be science. Other people, it's going to be proofs. I'm like, he's not going to a list of proofs over here. But what he is going to do, but if you don't think through it, if it's just that you believe, because now, it, not to most people here, but there are people you can grow up in Lakewood, New Jersey, in Shalayim, in B'nai Brak, uh, in New York, or even in San Jose, and you grew up religious. And, and your, tati, your daddy told you this, and your mommy tells you this, and you go to a good Jewish school, like Yeshiva preschool, and they teach you about Matan Torah, you get older, different schools. But they, you know, at the end of the day, you got, grew up with Emunah. Um, it means you're going to just say, I believe this because my parents told me this, or I heard this, or this is what my, what my grandparents did. It's not going to be stark emunah. It's not going to be strong enough very often in life to withstand all challenges. Nor do you have to go ahead and look at every scientific study, um, which is a lot of good science studies, but a lot of not if you figure out which are true, which are not. Kavanasu, we have to just cease common sense. We're going to get to this shortly. When you think about um, the creator of the world, we should all know, clear, you should, be, you should be able to have a conversation with the smartest person in the world who's a non-believer and proves the creator of the world. Uh, you know, I, uh, honestly, I've, I've probably had these kind of conversations, I don't know how many thousands of times. I've never had a person be able to upslug. You know what upslug is? For us, it, why not? To, to disprove, you know what? Because, not because I'm smart, because the Torah is true. It's not, it's not a hard thing. Um, so, so think of yourself. Ech matzah avram avinu ha'ad avram come to faith. Ve'avianu as devar bevar. We discussed it last week, actually. E'efshe sha'olam, it's impossible. Sha'olam bares atzmo, that the world could create itself. In fact, you know... Look around the room, ladies. What do you think of this room? Like these pictures? The mosaics? What are the mosaics of? Twelve tribes. Tables, nice. What's over there? The coffee, the chairs. If I would tell you, picture that this room just happened over time. Just overcurred over time. What would you tell me, Mrs. Sidorovsky? Why not? 10 billion, billion years. Could it happen? The mosaics like that? Nope. There is a creator for a mosaic. Uh, so you know the person, maybe. I do. So, so could it happen by itself? How about just the mosaics? Forget the rest of the room. Just the mosaics. If you would find this, you would find these. Is it possible that just statistically they made these mosaics? Over time, just rock formations. No. What if I tell you that? You think I'm on, I'm on LSD, opioids, or worse, schizo, crazy? No? Ms. Julia, what do you think? Could you believe that? How about this little thing? Could this ever occur by itself? Why not? Maybe in 12, 20 billion years, this could just come this way? Why not? Because it's clear there's a creator. How in the world do you think... To, how we, we, we know there's a creator, right? Because everything in the world tells you there is a creator. It doesn't happen by itself. It's impossible to happen by itself. That there's none of the zeros in the world to create this. So that's what Avram Avinu recognized. You don't have to be a brilliant genius to, to figure this out. You just have to be honest and, and think about it. Shalom Boris Atzmo Hadvarim you know the Sefer Kuzari. Sefer Kuzari, of course, was a classic work by Rabbi Huda Halevi. And in the book of the Kuzari, 
um, which is based on a semi-historical event, which is the conversion, well, that's historical, which is the conversion of the Khazar kingdom. The Khazars were, uh, were a, you know, was, was in the Soviet Union area before the Slavs and all of them, you know, took them over. Um, but they converted and they had a, a priest, an imam, and a rabbi, an idolater, all speak to the king. And the, and, the, and the rabbi proves it. And that story, based on that supposed story, uh, which the Khazars did convert, but based on the way the story, he wrote a book of philosophy proving the Torah's truth. Book of, of, of Musar as well. So in the, in the book of the Kuzari, uh, this Torah scholar uh, um, uh, asked the king, Ha'ata, do you think that all of the wisdom in the fine of the world, even ants, goes to some kind of galgal, to some constellation, a star, without God? Do you think that it's there by itself? It means when you look from a microscope to a telescope, you see wisdom. You see perfect, you know, I mentioned this last week. I mean, if you're in childbirth, if you're looking at how cells form, <laughs> uh, on the ability of our eye tissue to, to See, you know how does that? But like, how do you how do you evolve that? You can't see. I mean, what how the world happens to something? I don't know. Crazy people believe this stuff. I, it doesn't even make sense. I've ever asked these people, like you know. So tell me how you evolve seeing. How does your heart evolve from in mass? You know, <laughs> tell me at what point is childbirth? There's no such thing as childbirth. Like, so what happens to society? How many billions of years you can't have that? Um, so he says to him, do you think that, that all... I mean, he wasn't asking about evolution. He didn't even think of the concept. Okay, by the way, there, there are paths of you can believe in even evolution, but it's, it's, it, it doesn't make sense the way it's presented, so it's no point to even try to, to rectify that, in my mind. Um, so he says, do you think that, that all that... So the Kuzari says to him, the king says, it's all nature. Um, it's all nature. It's like, you know, I'm a cover. What is nature? Like, tell me about nature. Explain to me nature. Uh, so the, the, this, the king says, We know we, we know it's there. We know, like, you know, like I was once sitting next to, to a plane next to an, uh, a, a very successful person. I've had this more than one person. I remember this vividly. So... He said to him, like, you, so you, you know, it's a Jewish guy, so I picked at him. If God puts you next to a Jew on a plane, forget that. Uh, it's, it's Hashkach, I'm supposed to help this person. So I said to him, oh, you know, we're schmoozing. I said, so you're, you're a religious person? No. Do you think Jewish? No. So I said to him, what are you doing with your life? Something like that. I smiled. Uh, oh, you know, well, you know what, is, what do you mean? There's no point to life. Like, something like that. So I said to him, like, how do you think we got here? So he says to me, evolution. I said, we're here to evolution? Please explain it to me. Tell me how that works. Well, I don't know exactly. But you know, evolution. So I said to him, but help me. You I mean, you're, you're not doing anything in this world because you believe, explain to me what evolution is. No, I learned it in seventh grade. Like evolution, you learned it in seventh grade. I said, no, tell me about evolution. Like I'm telling you, this, I, I've had different permutations of conversations. I don't know how many times. Go, go try it. Ask me to explain you how we're here through evolution. All right, yeah, this is the way the world is. So the king says, you know, the world just comes this world. You know, uh, we don't know what it is, but we know that there's wise people who knows this exists. That this is how the world comes. To, there's powers that be, you know, the things, you know. This guy's living a whole life, never thought through it for five minutes of his life. Never, can't even explain it. Doesn't really have a fuzzy... Idea in seventh grade, whatever he learned in the Meshuggah, crazy nut, wastes his whole life. It's a nebuch. You know what nebuch, you know what nebuch is? Sure. Well, good, I'm happy. Sure. Unfortunate, good. They, they teach you some stuff in Tehran, good. Uh, <laughs> they teach you some of uh, uh, the. Oh, the class helps also, good, good. Uh, a nebuch. So the Kuzari says this, this, this is an argument a thousand years ago, the guy said, oh, you know, this will be. The wise people know, but we know that, that, that their nature just functions that way. The philosopher says, just, just the world is always that way. It's just intrinsically that way. 
Amar Kazar, you can Ani Roshe his Anu b'Shemas Elo v'Shamar b'Shutav Mimapora. So basically, he says, the question is, he says, well, why is the world always that way? Why is the world that you have nature? Who created that nature? And that the philosopher couldn't answer, or the, anyone else there. But, but the point is like this, is even if you want to show that the world has nature, like how does that get there? How do you explain that? And by the way, even if you have evolution, which again, I don't think you have to believe in, and most of what they call evolution, that for sure is adaption. I think it's a fact. The difference between adaption and evolution. We're not going to go there. It's not, we're not doing this tonight. But the point is, like, why does everything just worked out? This is not surprising. You didn't want to say, we just, everything worked out. We have brains and we have a society. Like, why, why, just by chance it all worked out. Like, how did that all happen? Like, who set everything in motion? Um, so, Hateva, and when you see nature, there's, there's a creator, just like those mosaics, just like, just like this, this recorder. Uh, even if, you, if you'd be in the Sahara Desert, you would see this table, just this posh, simple table. In the desert, you find the part of the desert, no one's there for miles. What would you say if you found a table like this? Would you say it's evolution? Over time, plastic came together. You do know that someone created this and it got there somehow. You wouldn't ever think, you wouldn't ever think that it could occur by itself. In fact, if you look at the whole solar system, and they can send all the, and you don't find anything like that because it has to be created um, or put into creation. So, by, by the way, he says that Sefer Kuzari is, is one of the main, main works of philosophy, of, of belief in, in God. He says, and the truth is, anyone who's honest could be a, believe in a creator. Now, it happens to be, I'm not doing this tonight, but Rabbi Elchanan Wasserman, who was one of the greatest sages before the Holocaust in Lithuania, has a piece that if a muna is so simple, how can we find people don't believe? And what he says is a remarkable thing that consciously or subconsciously, people don't want to believe. Because if you believe, if you force, if you say there's a creator, which is going to be the next point, it means you have, a per, you, there's, you have consequences in life. So if you're biased, you won't want to believe. So you'll, you'll look for any ever, uh, anything but for a creator, any crazy thing but for a creator. Because if you say there's a creator, if you're biased, if you want to live a free life, you know what fry? You know what fry is? What's fry? Non-religious in Judaism. Fry. Free. No consequences. No truth. No, no mitzvahs. So you can't get, I mean, there's a creator. The best way to get out of it is there's no God. So you, a person will be blinded. Blinded. The, the cognitive distance will be so great um, that they won't be able to, to come to that point. I maybe, maybe I'll do it on Memorial Day for the show, that piece of Rokhon Wasser. It's a very important piece. Uh, so the first thing is, is you just have to look at the world. You have to be a fool, he says, not to see God. I just said very simple. None of us can believe that this comes by itself. Your, 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 your bloodstream is the fact that you have blood, oxygen coming in and out, you know, Fighting with antibodies is much more complex than this. Much more. And you couldn't believe this. You can't believe these mosaics, which are simple mosaics. Can come so, of course, how in the world do you think there's not a creator of the world? You've got to be crazy. Um, and, and everything in the world, or our Earth, is a little closer to the sun, forgetting evolution or anything about mammals, or a little closer to the sun, we burn a little farther, we freeze. If the axis is this way, we freeze. If the axis is this way, I, there's just enough oxygen. Everything just works out perfectly. You know, forgetting, the, the forget, you know, um, if there's a little bit too more, much more dark matter, a little bit less, and so many permutations. Of course there's a creator. Of course there's a creator. Forgetting even Klal Yisrael and everything else. Just creator. Anyone who has any, you don't have to be a rocket scientist for this. 
to be a smart rabbi for this, or or or, or, or engineers, or uh, whatever. You don't have to go to yeshiva for forty years for this. Anybody can get this. You just have to be thinking person. Person should know a hundred percent is created. First, you come to a, a recognition. You're cognizant. Is it Bari Oilam? My goodness, think about it. There's a creator of the world. Our God's brother is a creator. You know what that means for us? A, that's the next step. Well, if there's a creator, you have to know there's a Torah. There's, a, there's instructions. <laughs> you think God just created the world and with no purpose for people to go to Starbucks and, 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 and play golf? Um, it's, it's simple it's simple it's simple but if you know that there's a creator of the world it's so clear to you there is a creator there is a creator there is a God that cha- that's a game changer uh, you know I've had this conversation many times I think I've said it here before you know, I sit to, you know, I have a conversation with some lady who goes to Reform Temple. So I said to her, why are you going to Reform Temple? I'm comfortable there. Or I don't like the mechitza. Or I'm, I, I like, it. this is more my speed. I say, I don't, I'm not even going to argue what's right. I have one question for you. This is the only question that matters. Every, every argument you want to throw out, only one question. If you believe in God, believe in God. Usually they believe in God. Is there a purpose in this world? It's not what you want. It's not what I want. It's what God wants. So if there's a Torah, so let's see what the Torah says. So and then, then we can discuss what you want. It's not what you want what I want. You know, the first one said about Christianity and Islam, they made God in their image. We, we go in the image of God. We do what God wants. So I don't care what you care or feel. Now you may care or feel that way because of society, so we have to know what, how, what we, how we should really be caring and feeling. Not, like, not based on newspapers or, or the whims. If you would be in so, the Soviet Union in 1922, you would care and feel a certain way. And if you would be in, uh, in what? Iran. Iran today. You won't, be, you won't have too much to eat there today in Iran. The president's twisting them, twisting them uh, pretty well. They should, they should be, that government should collapse soon. Um, not because from a Shemayim. Um, but it's not about you. If there's a creator, if there's a Bari Oilam, so then the first thing you have to say is, what does Hashem want? And the, if there's a, because God didn't, you know, you don't, you don't make a whole creation for no purpose. God doesn't do things on a whim. So playing, so what does the Torah say? If you know there's a creator, you know that Gila Levene Ha'olam Gam can Kate said how to do it, what you're supposed to do with it. And what's the purpose? And therefore, Matan Torah, forgetting Master Revelation, who it's that is the purpose of the creation of the world. God creates the world. If you know there's a creator, there's a purpose to the world. There's a reason, a rhyme and reason for the world as well. Does that make sense? Yeah? Do you have to go to University of Pennsylvania to get this? No. And not even Stanford you have to do to get this. Right, look at the lower colleges. Uh, that was a joke side, right? I mean, this is not, this is not hard. Um, yeah, it's, if you believe as a creator, then the next step is, well, if God created the world, what's it for? Well, why do you do it? Well, what's the purpose? And this is, that's, this is something we have, to, we have to know in our gut. We feel this in our gut. You know what gut is? The kishkas. Kishka, you know. In, in a, uh, if you'd be a radiologist, you'd be able to see it there. Like you can see Matan Torah. It's there. It's imprinted over there. And really think about it. By Sinai, there were millions of people there. You know, today, just today, I was teaching the 12th grade girls of Meira Academy about Islam. So I tell them how Islam started. That Muhammad ibn Abdallah was outside, went to a cave, and Gabriel, he said that the angel Gabriel, and God spoke to him for three years, and then he told people that. 
And he went around and told and told and told people, God spoke to me. And he said, you have to be a Muslim. What's a Muslim? To surrender to God. Islam is surrendering to God. And I'm the true prophet. Did anybody see God speak to Hamid? No. But you have to believe me. You, I, I, this is like, that, that's how Islam, the, the, the fastest growing religion in the world, second largest religion in the world, just starts. You know, the fastest the growing religion in America, but besides atheism, is Mormons. You know how the Mormons start? How the Mormons start? Joseph Smith is sitting in a cave in New York, and he says he got the Mormon, the Book of Mormon. Like, you know, God spoke to him. Who did anyone? Was, no, God, God spoke to me. Yashka, Jesus, if he even existed, this is a good Jewish history series. He was Jewish. Well, he was Jewish. If he existed, he was Jewish. I mean, I mean, he most likely existed. I'm not saying he did. It's just, we know nothing about him. It's like there are no secular sources about the man. The, 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 the Christian Bible, what they call the New Testament, was written. 80 years after he died, with by not one eyewitness, people in Asia Minor wrote it in Greek. None of them saw it. The biggest person who sold the religion was Saul of Tarsus. Paul never saw him. He was never there. Right? So he's selling a religion. Nobody saw it. Okay, so the Christian Bible says 5,000 people saw him walk on water. Who is 5,000 people? Nobody knows. Yeah, whatever, you know. 5,000, they write this book 80 years later, like, who cares? Anyone can, I, no one knows who they are. Yes, no. Claudia so, saw Torah, it was to every Jew. Every single Jew. Think about that. By the way, Christianity, for that reason, and Islam, and Baha'i are all forced to say that Torah happened. Because you can't make that up. In fact, the, the, the Torah, as they say in, in Oklahoma, the Bible, itself says, that this never happened, mass revelation, and will never happen again. And by the way, mass revelation wasn't just by Sinai. It was the, the, the exodus from Egypt, the Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And throughout the 40 years, they had mon every day. They had open miracles. Um, and the Torah said, And you know what? It, 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 uh, there was not, it wasn't even a debate amongst the Jews. It was accepted as fact. As fact. Loimar, kilo nivra didn't happen. How do you start this? Like one day, imagine millions of people. Every Jew say, "Oh, we're all we're outside." Like, how do you start if it didn't happen? You can't, by the way. That everyone universally said. In fact, the first Jews to deny Sinai, even the Karaites and the Sadducees, thousands or hundreds of years ago, believed in Sinai. It was such a it, it, it was such a, a, a reality. Who are the first Jews to deny Sinai? Reform. It was Reform Jews in the 19th century Germany. Um, didn't exist before that. Um, we don't exist. Like all, uh, every Jew saw this. Right? I, I've said this story. I, I, I want you to think about this. If you have a Pesach Seder, I saw my grandparents, who saw their grandparents, and going back, my wife, by the way, could go back to King David. I, I, I have it tracked to over 1,500 years of my fitting the oral trend, trend you know. And, and me, you know, in theory, I think that's the, 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 the Levite gene, my Y chromosome, you know. It's not like, how do you start a Seder? I'm not unique. There's a million people like this. Not a million, but there's lots of Jews who could do these things. How do you start a Seder? Tell me how you start a Seder. Seder. One year, we all left Egypt. Like, tell me the first Seder, if it didn't happen. How do you do it? Like, explain that to me. I've asked this question to you. Like, explain to me how all Jews will say, we left Egypt. Like, how did, like what's the first year if it didn't happen? What's it like? Like, okay, we're all going to have a Seder. We're all going to say we left Egypt. Come on. And we know, by the way, even the Christian Bible has a Seder. Where, who's the Seder? That's his... Uh, Last meal. Last, last, last meal. Right? His last meal. He eats a matzo. Maybe. Doesn't, they, don't, they don't say he eats matzo there, right? He means, he's a, he's a, he's a, he eats chametz maybe at that. I don't know. That sounds like... Uh, now, joke aside, you know, again, whether it's even true or not, the point is, is a Seder has been part of Klal Yisrael? Going way back. I mean, you can't make this up. 
You can't make it. I, I challenge it. There's no religion like this that there's mass revelation. None. Not Joseph Smith, not Muhammad, not the man from Nazareth. What other religions are there? Hinduism, which is completely, you know. What? Different. No, I forget different. I'm saying there's no, there's no idea of mass revelation. No, you know, worshipping all types of gods. Now that you want to say it's like really one, 30,000 equals one, whatever it is. Um, this doesn't exist. We have a Messiah. So you have to think about this. You know what it means to be a Jew? It's a, you know what it means to know there's a creator of the world who gave a Torah with no questions, not that one guy is in a cave saying, God spoke to me. Why should you believe that guy? Tell me why she believed Joseph Smith every time I meet a Mormon. By the way, the Mormons are very nice people generally. They're more religious than the average American. By the way, they collapse. When they're like when they're in Utah, maybe Idaho, they can be you meet these Mormons here, most of them lapse. You know what lapses? They, they go off the derech. I mean, why, why should you believe Mormonism? I'm not against them, I mean, you know. Why should you believe Islam? A guy tells, I, I, yeah, a guy tells me, he believes, I once I sit next to a guy on a plane. I wonder what's happening. So if you sit next to me on a plane, you know, I, I, don't know, I keep you all, we make it exciting. You know, very geschmack. What's your geschmack? So this Muslim guy, I was going to Dallas, he's going to Richardson. This guy, I mean, it's a suburb. He's sitting there reading his Arabic thing, and I'm, you know, he was motivating me. I was like learning my Gemara harder because he's next to me, so I was going harder. So at one point, it's like, you know, Islam is the, the truth, whatever. I said, why? Tell me why it's true. So he says, Muhammad gave the. I said, how do you know Muhammad? Muhammad! I said, who, who did you. Who? He was a guy in a cave. Like, why should you believe him? So if you read the Quran, you know it's true. So why would the Quran? I said I read some of the Quran, by the way. So I said you don't have to read in Arabic. So I didn't read in Arabic. But I said to him, you know, I have people in my synagogue, many Jews read in Arabic, and they don't think it's true. Uh, you know, like it, there's no conversation there. Why should you believe a guy? By the way, you know how Islam spread. How did Islam spread? One guy goes out, he converts a certain amount of people in the, the, one of the worst periods of time in the, the Arabian Peninsula, was filled with all kinds of chaos. And then it just spread by the sword. They came into they came into Iraq with a sword. They said into Iran, and Iran, and they say, "Do you want to convert to Islam or die?" Some people said, "I'll convert to Islam." The Jews were dimmies. Though they managed, they did, but officially the Jews were dimmies, and they let you could be a second class citizen. Many Jews didn't want to be a second class citizen. They also converted. For the rest of life, you have to pay extra taxes. You're, you're, you're denigrated, you're, you're, you're lost, so Baruch Jews did not convert, but there's a tremendous pressure they put on you. And how does this whole religion start? One guy in a cave. One guy in a cave. I mean, Joseph Smith, you know, Brigham Young telling about Joseph Smith, you know, you know Catholicism, almost no guy, I, I, I said this, there's no guy who, who could trace himself back to Yashka. Come on, it doesn't exist. You find me a Christian that can show their, 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 their lineage for 2,000 years, that, that they were there and they know what's going on. They don't know anything. Most of the Christians that were converted never... I see these Koreans here, they ask me questions. Very religious Christians. How did they become Christian? Somebody told them a story about a man who lived in a different place a long time ago and they bought the story. So much the evangelicals go to the Philippines. Very religious Roman Catholic Filipinos. It's all a story. <laughs> about a story. It's like, you know, same thing in Ireland, same thing in Sweden, same thing in Russia. The Russian Orthodox, when they were rabidly anti Semite, Chalmaniki, as a, as a, a, killing, you know, what did know? He was told the story, he grew up with that story, but a few hundred years ago, before him, there was a missionary there, they convinced them, oh, believe this. Was there any reason to believe them? No. You know why we believe in Torah? God, besides the purpose world, Every Jew was there. It was mass revelation. Think about it. Seriously. It's, it's not, there's no, there's no, these are things you have to know in your gut, in your kishkas. Um, and he says, I don't love this, but there is a, a rationale. The Chavetz Chaim wouldn't lie. The Groh wouldn't lie. These are brilliant, brilliant people. Risa Karo, Ramah, the Ramah, the Ramban. I, mean, I think his point is that you can see the, the chain of command. It goes from the Chavetz Chaim, to the Vilna Goyin, to the Reis of Cairo, to the Rambam, to the Ramban, to the Ravina of Ashi. Actually, if anyone's interested, I'm happy to share with you there are change of lineage. We can show rabbi after rabbi since t- from Sinai. We have direct change of lineage. 
for the past 3,331 years. Uh, we can, I can show you the chain. I can show you. So his point is, we have a direct chain. I, we can show you exactly how it goes from generation to generation. It means, you know, at no point was there a breakage on the, in that chain. Right? Um, so that's, that's the belief in the purpose of the world. Um, and the, the purpose is Torah. So I mean, if there's a creator, I remember once I was in class in, in law school, so my professor, who is one of the dumbest people I ever met in my life, and that's why he was an Ivy League professor, this is a guy who told me, I said this before, who told me that the only difference between boys and girls is what they're told to little kids. There's no difference. There's like zero difference between boys and girls. It's all, it's all how they're raised. So the fact that boys are better basketball players has nothing to do with their physical body, their physiology. It's just that boys are told they're younger, they're better basketball players. But a girl can be just as good. Boxing, of course a girl can box like a boy. You can put any girl, if she'd be told she's a little kid, I'm like, you know. This person had a class called, it was a responses to inequality. It was all about, it was one of these classes where everyone has to be exactly the same. Exactly, there's no difference between men and women. Now we believe, Torah Jews believe in equality, not equity. There are differences between man and woman. <laughs> there are differences between different types of people. Some people, if you're, if you're good, if you have a good math head, you should be in math. If you're good history head, history, it's not like you're told as a little kid you're, you're good in this. There's realities to, to people. Some people are, are physically stronger. Some people are, 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 don't have the same physique. That's, that, those are realities. This guy once said to me in the middle of class, says, well, of course there's a creator. Hard to believe that, but who knows what... Who, this is, this is, this is, I'm telling you this exactly what I said. Who knows what religion is right, so therefore we should do nothing. You know what I said? There is a creator, but who knows which religion is right, so we, should do not, we don't have to do anything. You got, understand what he's saying? So he's already saying there's a creator, but I have no idea what's the right religion. This guy was Jewish, by the way, for the record. Uh, so we'll do nothing. He's, so, so he understands as a creator. He understands the purpose of life. But then he says, I, don't, I can't figure out what's the right one. Uh, if you wouldn't have been ma- married to a non-Jew and, and so warped and not, not willing to hear, I would sit down with him. Or anyone, anyone can sit down with him and say, really? Do you really think that there's a doubt over here which religion is Right? Think about it. Let's look at world religions and say, which has mass revelation? And by the way, Mr. Professor, Christianity, they believe in Sinai. True? Yeah. The Quran believes in Sinai. So what happens? They say it was changed. And again, one guy in a cave changes it, even though the, the Torah, of course, says it can't, it's immutable. In that sense. But my point is for you and I, this is why this is important. It's a little bit different, this, this, this what we're doing this right now that we're doing before Pesach. It's very important. We have to have clarity. We have to know how to answer the Apikaras. We need to know this for ourselves, the answers. You know why? Because if we're klar, if we, we, if we have tremendous understanding, um, you know, uh, uh, then it affects our whole, our whole service of Hashem. We live differently. You know, the, 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 the great tzaddikim, the great righteous, there's such clarity in the moon. By the way, even the great tzaddikim, you meet a lady, such clarity, it's, uh, uh, you know, that, that you, who, they, the way they say Tehillim, the way they daven, the way they have Yerush Shemayim, awe of heaven, when they're, because they're very clear in their moon. It's a reality to them. It's palpable. It's tangible. So that's number two. One more. Uh, and belief in redemption is also, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it, it should be pretty straightforward. What is that? Nivia Emes, Nivola, of course, all the prophets, Yechezkel, Ezekiel, Yeshaya, Yeremiah, Shekola, Mechakelikach. There was a purpose to the world. Kidma. Uh, 
I'm converting one second. But I'll tell you a true story. It's a very true story. That in Yeshiva, Philadelphia, about a few decades ago, 25 years ago, about, maybe a little more, there was a lot, you know, when the Russians started coming to America, 1980s, especially the mid-90s, early 90s to mid-90s, you know, a lot of Russian Jews, they came. Some, most of them, unfortunately, uh, were, were off the path in Russia and didn't have the opportunities in America because there's so many people that came that were not structured. Um, but in New York, more than other places, there were there's schools and there was more opportunities. So there were people who ended up going to schools. Uh, and some of them went to actually yeshivas. In Philadelphia, yeshiva is considered arguably, if not the best, one of the best high schools in America. And there were two brothers or two people in the school. And they were going to these, and they found out when they're in this yeshiva studying Gemara all day, that their mothers were not Jewish. So the, these guys were completely religious. Totally religious. Learning Gemara, davening three times a day, maybe even had payas, I don't even know. And they sat there, she said to them, listen, in your situation, we can convert you right away. You're like, you completely, you know. So you're not Jewish, you don't have to. You know what happened to these two guys? They chose not to. That to me, now what that really means is this. You know what it means? They didn't have this. It means, in all mind, they did it because they're forced to do it. That's what they, right? But if you're clear that you would not want anything else in this world, is, what he's really saying is this. You should have, forgetting God, is you, should want to, you should know that what you're doing is the best life in the world. There is nothing better. I mean, if a person's living in marriage the following way, think about, think about it this way. Guy's married, and he's looking on at Entertainment Weekly and all the things about you know single guys having fifteen girlfriends and every Friday night a different girl. And he's married that way. Is that a way to live marriage? No, you're thinking about the next girl. You know, you're thinking, or you're in a job, you're thinking, well, I should really be in this show, I should be in this show. You don't live. You need to know that your what you're doing is the best, and part of the Muna means because what could happen what could happen is is a person could say to themselves okay this is true but really I would much rather be you know Shabbos is true and God created the world but the better be in the beach you know I'd much rather going to Burger King than Pars much rather have a few girlfriends here and there much rather um, whatever it may be that's you know, a person needs to know that your lifestyle is the best. This is the best. You know, it's, it's a sad thing. Some lady yesterday wished me, I was walking with my wife, wished, wished my wife a happy Mother's Day. It's like, I'm sure your kids wish you a happy Mother's Day. So I, was, I made a mistake. So I said to a very nice lady, well, happy Mother's Day to you. Now, we don't, we don't really celebrate Mother's Day in my house. Every day is Mother's Day in my house. Mother's Day. It's not bad for people who don't have Mother's Day. So I said to her, oh, happy Mother's Day to you too. I'm just being friendly. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not a mother. She said, I'm a mother of two dogs. Well, she, and she's like a 70-year-old lady, 65, very friendly lady. She's a mother of dogs. She said, I don't have to pay college this way. She tells me, no college fees. Thinking to myself, no college fees. This person's a nebuch. No, nebuch. Yeah, right. She chose not to have kids. I'm not talking, people are going to try, and it doesn't happen. It's a lady who chose. She chose that. Right. That's what I don't want. That life. You a person has to have clarity that their life is the best life. Torah is the best. It's the best. It allows us to have freedom. It's it's. There is nothing like Torah to improve a person, to better a person. Yeah, you know, I remember once many years ago, uh, one of my rebbeim, his niece, this person, his, he had a, his, not his niece, his first cousin, his, his father, this person looked at him very seriously, she was, but his, fir- his father, 60 years earlier, was a Balchuv, and his sister, whatever, was not religious, and his first cousin was, grew up completely reformed. And I met her. She was going to seminary. He got her to go to seminary in Israel. Growing from nothing 
the seminar. So I remember she came, she came, and I saw about six months later. So I said to her, she that by that time she had become observant. She went to Neve Rishalim in Harnov. Uh, so I said to her, like, what was the biggest surprise for you? She said to me, she said the first thing that hit her was Shabbos meals. She never, growing up, she never had meals were just focused on family and values. She said, even during the weekday, if we ever sat down and ate together, we were doing 15 other things. Like, like, that hit her. I'm like, like, that's something we should know. Which means, emuna means you have to know that you have the... Because even if you believe in God, you, believe in, you need to know that this is the best. You understand? Pretty much. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. You have, do you, do, is it in your kishkas? Oh, yes. Okay. Um... The greatness of the Torah, and that the Torah empowers us in this world. The more we know this, it's vadayis. There's nothing better. There's nothing more chashiv than 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 than, 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 than Torah because it's true. Because it's the, the it, it connects us to God. It's the world to come. There's nothing better life in this world. If, if, that, if that would be the case, if, if we would be thrown into Soviet Russia in 1945 with Stalin, you'd be a Yosef Mendelovich. You'd be Yosef Mendelovich. Remember Yosef A Jew kept Torah in the worst circumstances. Because it's true. And you have clarity. You can do keep Torah wherever you are. You can be like Yosef Atzadik and Mitzrayim. Or even in, in, the, in the depths of the abyss in Hollywood, California, with all the movie stars, or in a university somewhere where there's BDS or all kinds of anti, anti-religious ideas filtering in the air. Or you walk around San Francisco on the parade with a bunch of losers. We're wackos. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying wacky ideas. Pasha had no clue. We're not wearing clothes. No, no idea of of of, of 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 that's and you said no. This is this is you have no shaila. There's, you know, there's no temptation. There's no there's no there's no there's no there's no wavering. There's no doubts. Even if it's a question of your values in the most severe circumstances, you have clarity of vision. And people are pushing you. Don't do this. What are you doing? This you're clear. Nothing would phase you. Nothing would phase you. They laugh at you when you pray. You know. By the way, our Jews have become observant. They have family members. They, they they scorn them for this. Friends scorn them. But sure, some people sometimes a family is supportive. Sometimes people scorn you. But imagine everyone scorning you. Keeping shots. Ah, what are you, sugar? Are you crazy? You're wasting your life. What are you doing? Uh, come on, it's good food. Free. You know, you know if you work for Google, Kaiser, they give you free food? No, I guess I'm sure not. What? Rarely. Rarely. Hey, you go to Google, all kinds of foods there. It's crazy. Every 50 feet, they have another food station there. Good food, free. Party of you can get it all kinds. The kosher meals come like little packages, you know. You know, it's like you're not the option. There you can get tacos. One you can get milk, you can get cheese lasagna, pepperoni and cheese pizza, meats. Everything go to play. Oh, it's all over the place. Free. You no, know, what do you want? Come on. Why don't you come to the bar with us? Come on, you go to the bar. What do you, what do you, don't go to the bar. The beach? It's hot outside. Rabbi, what are you wearing the hat and jacket for? Now, people have to be very respectful. That's, you know, but it's, it's 110 degrees outside. You're in Phoenix, Arizona. 110 degrees. It's posh and hot. Houston, 110 degrees. What are you walking around like that? Lady, put, some, put a tank top on. Why are you walking with a skirt? Are you crazy? It's 110 degrees. That's just people making comments, but imagine people with huge pressures. Really, you think about Yosem and Delovich in Siberia. Think about Jews who in Auschwitz, my, my grandfather heard the chauffeur in Auschwitz. In Auschwitz! <laughs> All the Nazis were there. 
doesn't make a difference. You're clear what's true. But surveillance called Charfas, Right? If you don't, if you're not, but the point is, if you're not strong, you know, you meet people in life, they, they collapse, they, they don't, or they they had a moment of inspiration and it dissipates. People, they do it. I remember there's a girl my when I was younger, I went to a day school, and this girl wanted to keep Shabbos, and her parents killed her. She never made it. This girl could have been. I know she didn't make it. I mean, maybe she changed today. Because I saw her years later. I bumped into her like 10 years after the words, and she was whatever. I wonder if she even married a Jew. Um, but she wanted to keep Shabbos. I remember this. We were like little kids. She was so eager to keep Shabbos. And the pressures, this little girl, she, just the pressures were so immense. You know, and then th- sometimes that inspiration doesn't come back. <laughs> It was there. It was always there. I remember this girl. She slept over at her other girls in my class's house, and she wanted to keep it. Parents killed her. They were nervous. She was religious, whatever. Most people, if you're not strong, you'll give up. So, you know, for you and I, and many people listening to this share, you think to yourself, oh, I'm not going to be religious, and we keep Torah, but the level... The quality. If we're not strong, we'll waver a little bit. Just flounder, meander. If we don't have our, if we're not clear, it's not in our kishkes. We need to know. You know what it is to be married to a lady and thinking, oh, maybe I should marry this lady. Maybe I should, oh, actually, I should switch it. I'm married to a guy. Maybe this guy, maybe this guy, or have a job every day. Oh, maybe this job, maybe this job. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say much worse, but uh, I don't know if I'm a guy, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. I'm like the Michigan world. Crazy people today. Crazy. Crazy. Pasha crazy. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, honestly, but, but much more tactless, you know, for us. Uh, you know, it's, it, if you don't have that clarity when you're walking around, like, I'm going to be very honest. When I would walk, when I was in law school, I walked the hat and jacket in, in Penn, which is an Ivy League school. There are a few yarmulkes, but most people, I didn't think twice to conform. I didn't think twice, oh, maybe I should... Now, I'm not, you don't have to, I don't believe everyone has to wear a hat and jacket. You know, I was a rabbinic type. But it was not like I felt ever, ever that these people, I looked at them like they're the Meshuganahs. They, I'm sure someone looked at me as Achlan in Meshuganah. I went to Rabbi Miller once said the following thing, or Victor Miller. He said he once went, when in the 1950s, 60s, he went into a, a home for the mentally disturbed. He had to visit somebody. You know, the, uh, and the, the old, they used to have psychiatric wards. Much less common today, unless the person's suicidal. But they used to have much more common. They had more mental health treatment places. And he had a beard. In the 1950s and 60s, beards were very uncommon. So he gets in there, and in this, you know, they call it funny house, whatever you would call it, they start laughing, hey, look at that guy, he has a beard, and everyone's laughing, <laughs> he has a beard, like they're laughing at Remy Miller, they're laughing, and he said, like for a moment he felt bad, they're all laughing at me, and I said, wait a second, they're all crazy, what am I, what am I, what is this bothering me for, they're the crazy ones. I should be bothered that people walk around naked with tattoos. I should be bothered that people don't they want to have dogs. I remember I was in law school. Oh, you want to get married? You're married and kids? Whoa, that's pretty crazy. That people want jobs more than they want anything in life? That, 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 that they, they don't know the difference between a man and a lady? There's physiological differences? I'm the crazy one? You're the crazy one. I should be bothered. I'm sitting next to a guy on the plane and he doesn't even, oh, I believe in evolution. Wow, well, tell me why I believe in evolution. Seventh grade. So, do you know? Do you realize that you're like sixty years old, and you have no idea why in the world you're in this world? You're the crazy one. You're pushing crazy. You can't even explain to me what you're basing your whole entire life on. That's we need to know. Clear, clear. What in the world we're in this world for? And then we're not bothered by anything else around us. And by the way, I, you know, I'm, I'm knocking the guy next to me, and everyone and the professors. 
Chalila, everyone, there's a spark so good in anywhere. I'm, I'm not. My point, my point is, is that it doesn't stir us. On the contrary, you feel bad for them. When you see, you know, when you see people on drugs, I feel bad for them. Do I feel bad? I'm not taking drugs. I feel bad for them. I see a person tattoo. I feel bad for them. They're degrade, They're denigrating their body. I really, honestly, feel bad for them. And I, it's because I feel for them. But I don't, it doesn't affect me. I don't want a tattoo. I want like, some kind of crocodile on my arm. Some kind of flowers, like uh, with a bow in an hour. Meshugayim. Great. They're crazy. Don't, but you know what? There's a lot of the people we think we're crazy sometimes. If we, Unless we have Clara Muna. Why am I not working three days for Shuas? Why am I doing this? How can I be? Why on a hot day should I wear a tank top? Man or woman, by the way. If our emunah is, is weak, we have him in Yaitse emunah shlema. If we are clear, if our emunah is stark, stark, strong, chazak, then nothing could push us. We could be thrown in, in the most adverse, adverse areas. And of course, we never put ourselves in adverse areas purposely. But even if that would happen to us, even if all of society, which today, by the way, Western society, is increasingly hedonistic, agnostic, even what you call religious people in the Western society are barely religious. Right? Most of the press is, is, is advocating um, complete loss of values of just... Of, of, of decency, of shame. Most of the advertisements are go against the grain, the music, the culture, so much of what's around us. And again, American people in Western are by and large nice people, not bad, evil people. But the culture, so much of it is antith- antithetical to, to values in Torah today in the Western world. It doesn't, we, it doesn't affect who we are. If you're wishy-washy, it will if you're wishy-washy, it 100% will. And that's why a person has to be strong in Amuna. Uh, Lamaisa, a person should have klar. He gives, I said, to even write it down, uh, to strengthen our Amuna, uh, to see God, to strengthen our belief in creator of the world, strengthen our belief in the giving of the Torah, to strengthen our belief in the redemption in the, uh, 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 of the world, and in personal reward and punishment. And if we do that, it will raise our whole game, not just today, but in the journey called life. Okay, well, whole tarot will pick up next week. This is important stuff. It's